there is hope, and that hope feels good. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. I wanted to celebrate International Women's Day and Women's History Month by highlighting some of the most influential women environmentalists who have supported the protection of our planet and the people in it, including you. Although the dates fall in March, it is important to recognize the work that is going on to save our planet every single day. The list of influential women doing astounding work towards environmental revolution, thankfully, is long. But since I only have time for a few, in this episode, I will highlight five of my favorite influential women environmentalists to help inspire you and ignite a spark that you can create real change, no matter what your background is. I will briefly talk about their work and how it has impacted the world, along with a quote from each of them. Some of these women environmentalists you may have heard before and others you may not have heard. Either way, I know you're going to learn something really interesting about each person. One thing that I love about each of these women is that in all of their work, they talk about hope. Hope that their knowledge and their work will change the world when it's spread to others. Hope that we can still recover as an earth and hope that each of us will play our part in that recovery. I am so excited. So let's get going with our first woman environmentalist. I want to start with Rachel Carson, as she is one of the most influential American environmental activists. Her work was said to start the modern environmental movement, earning her the title The Mother of Modern Environmentalism. She was a writer, biologist, and activist from the East Coast, and she usually wrote about the resiliency of nature. But when she found out about the use of an insecticide called DDT, she wrote the book Silent Spring published in June 1962. DDT was overused and haphazardly harming the environment, killing birds, many insects, and poisoning aquatic animals, which was affecting the natural food chain. It was also about something deeper. Silent Spring revolutionized the way people thought about the human and nature relationship, raising awareness of humankind's impact on our future through chemical pollution. Rachel died at the age of 56 in 1964, not knowing the huge strides that her work would make in the environmental space. Silent Spring lit a spark in Americans, and advocates continued to fight for clean soils, water, air, and other natural resources even after her passing. Archives from the EPA state that the EPA today may be said without exaggeration to be the extended shadow of Rachel Carson. DDT was banned in 1972, and every one of the toxic chemicals named in the book was either banned or severely restricted in the United States by 1975. 
The issues Rachel Carson brought to light are still reflected in today's society. Fifty years later, her book is still being referenced when it comes to the use of chemicals on our food and water sources, as well as our use of neonicotinoids, insecticides that are still used on farms that are killing our bee and pollinator populations. A quote from Rachel Carson's book, Sense of Wonder, published posthumously, reads, One way to open your eyes is to ask yourself, What if I never had seen this before? What if I knew I would never see it again? I know that one gets me thinking. Next on our list is Wangarai Muta Mathai. Wangarai Mathai was born in Kenya in 1940, earned her doctorate, and became the first female professor in Kenya. She is internationally recognized for her persistent struggle for democracy, human rights, and environmental conservation. She was the first African woman to receive the Nobel Peace Prize, recognized for her work creating the Green Belt Movement. The movement started as a community-based tree planting idea that she introduced while serving in the National Council of Women in 1976 and came to fruition just the next year in 1977. But the Green Belt Movement, which is still in full action today, wasn't just about planting trees. It was about using trees as an opportunity to replenish the environment and empower women to work together to improve their quality of life. Greenbeltmovement.org says that rural Kenyan women were reporting that their streams were drying up, that they were experiencing food insecurity, and that they had to walk further and further to get firewood for fuel and fencing. The Greenbelt Movement was about creating a community effort to grow seedlings and plant trees, to bind the soil, store rainwater, provide food and firewood, and receive a small monetary token for their work. Through this work, Wangara helped people in the community to understand that it was their government that should be protecting against environmental degradation, and that it was leading to a lower quality of life for the poor. Seminars to help educate people on the power they held as voters grew, and the movement branched out into being democratic leaders for change locally and internationally. Wangara Mathai passed in 2011 but her legacy continued through the Green Belt Movement. Today, over 51 million trees have been planted in Kenya, and the group continues to advocate for climate policy and education on gender livelihood and advocacy. There were two quotes that I love from Wangra. The first is, you cannot protect the environment unless you empower people. You inform them and you help them to understand that these resources are their own and that they must protect them. And the second is very simple. It says, we can love ourselves by loving the earth, which I just absolutely love that because we keep talking about our human nature connection. You know what's nuts? The number of ingredients in wasteful packaging and milk production. But you know what else is nuts? Joy's almond and cashew nut bases. It's literally nuts. And that's it. It's a perfect milk substitute without the wasteful packaging and unnecessary ingredients. It's nuts that only one tub of Joy can save up to seven milk cartons from a landfill. It's nuts that it can sit on your shelf for up to 18 months. It's nuts that Lena can make queso with this stuff. And to be honest, her food has never been better. But don't tell her I said that. And it's nuts that you can get 10% off of your order by using the code Lena Samford when you visit addjoy.com. Go nuts! Now on to the third, Jane Goodall. She was one of the first environmentalists I came across as a child. I remember watching her on television and knowing that she was changing the world with the work that she was doing with chimpanzees. 
helping our understanding of them and bringing their potential extinction to life. Jane is an English primatologist, humanitarian, and conservationist who blazed the trail for other women researchers in the scientific world. She went into the Gombe National Park to study chimpanzees in 1960 and made a revolutionary scientific observation that humans are not the only ones that can create and use tools, hug and kiss and experience war and politics. Until then, we believed that we were the only ones. Jane founded the Jane Goodall Institute in 1977 with a mission of educating people across the globe to protect animals and the environment. The Jane Goodall Institute's research in Gombe is the longest-running wild chimpanzee study in the world, and the Institute has been able to help conserve 3.4 million acres of habitat. She also founded Roots and Shoots in 1991, a global program that helped to educate and empower tens and thousands of youth to create the change that they wanted to see in the world. But her work doesn't just extend to chimpanzees. She redefined conservation to include local communities and the environment. Through the Jane Goodall Institute, she provides opportunities for people to improve their economic livelihoods, their health, and the environment through building sustainable practices for themselves and wildlife. Things like sustainable farming, microcredits, beekeeping trades, and more. All of these efforts also work to fight climate change by preventing deforestation and forest degradation. She is a UN messenger of peace who speaks throughout the year on climate change and using one of our most powerful resources to help our environmental crisis. And that is hope. There is a quote from Jane Goodall that I feel speaks to the idea behind Hometown Earth and incorporating small, everyday changes that can impact the world. And it is, you cannot get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. The fourth influential environmentalist is Dr. Vandana Shiva. Vandana is a world-renowned scholar, physicist, ecologist, and food rights activist. I could talk about her all day because I found her so interesting, but while earning her PhD, Vandana became a volunteer for the Chipko movement, a woman's movement that occurred in the Indian Himalayas to protect their forests from further deforestation. This movement encouraged Vandana to continue her fight to protect the biodiversity of Earth and indigenous rights. Vandana Shiva made the valuable connection between climate change and the disastrous soil practices of our industrial agriculture. In 1982, she founded the Research Foundation for Science, Technology, and Natural Research Policy to develop sustainable farming methods. By 1984, she founded Navdanya, an organization focused on preserving biological and cultural diversity as well as teaching organic farming methods. Navdanya worked to set up 150 community seed banks in 22 states of India so that farmers can share traditional seeds and indigenous knowledge. Together, they have saved over 3,000 seed varieties. Vandana sees that food sovereignty begins with seeds. Through her organization, she has fought and won against food giants like Monsanto for biopiracy, or the patenting of life and living organisms that shouldn't be held to one person or company. She even termed the coin Earth Democracy, or the democracy of all life. 
It is the idea that there is no separation between humans and the rest of nature. Vandana emphasizes that food is life and that life is the currency of everything in nature. By eating local, sustainably grown food, we are caring for our health and the health of the planet. One quote from Vandana Shiva that should instill hope in you says, I do not allow myself to be overcome by hopelessness, no matter how tough the situation. I believe that if you just do your little bit without thinking of the bigness of what you stand against, if you turn into the enlargement of your own capabilities, just that itself creates new potential. So we've talked about almost everything but the ocean here. So for our last influential woman environmentalist, I wanted to talk about Sylvia Earle. Sylvia is an American oceanographer, scientist, and explorer. Sylvia is not new to FIRST. After being rejected from the first tech-type mission because she was a woman, Sylvia persevered and became the team leader of the first all-female saturation dive team, the Tech-Type 2. In 1979, she broke records and became the first human to walk the depth of the seafloor at 1,250 feet, and she did it for two hours. Sylvia was a pioneer in the use of scuba gear and helped to develop the field of deep-sea submersibles with her company Deep Ocean Exploration and Research. In 1990, she became the first woman to be appointed as the chief scientist of the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration or NOAA, and she was the first person to be named Hero for the Planet by Time magazine. She has logged over 7,000 hours underwater in connection with her research and has discovered a wide variety of new marine species and underwater landscapes. After all that time in the ocean, she has seen the beauty Earth's oceans have to offer but also notice the effects that humans have had on it. With a loss of biodiversity, an increase in overfishing and pollution, as well as climate change, she realized that without the ocean, human life will cease to exist. This sparked Mission Blue, an organization created by Sylvia to raise awareness, access, and support for marine protected areas globally, deemed Hope Spots or areas that are scientifically identified as critical to the health of the ocean, according to MissionBlue.org. Today, Sylvia has authored over 150 publications and counting, continuing to advance marine biology research and broaden our awareness of our impact on the Earth's oceans. And in case you wondered, she is still diving today. The last quote is from Sylvia and reads, With every drop of water you drink, every breath you take, you're connected to the sea, no matter where on earth you live. Don't you feel better knowing that the world has had and continues to have women at the forefront of sustainable action? I know I do. Climate and conservation warriors like the Greta Thunbergs, AOCs, and Emily Pins of the world, there is hope. And that hope feels good. But that hope doesn't just end with the work that others are doing. I have hope in you. Hope that you will share your knowledge or research with others. Hope that you will take those small, everyday actions for change. Hope that you will continue on your sustainable journey to help our planet. So this week on our segment, Something to Grow On, I want you to take one small action to further your knowledge on environmental issues. Whether that's reading an article by one of the environmentalists I've mentioned today, 
or going to the show notes where I've linked each of the organizations connected to these environmentalists so that you can get involved on a deeper level. Or it might be searching for an environmentalist who is active in their work today and following them on social media. Whatever you choose for your action, just know that your effort makes a difference. And I am so appreciative to have someone like you as my neighbor. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.